Welcome to the podcast, Cutting Through the Noise. My name is Stephanie Mason, and we are doing just that today. We are cutting through the noise, and we're talking about a super exciting topic that I am very passionate about, and that is about uh, inclusivity and how we um, bring that into the salon environment. So the two special guests that we have today are Alana Reed, the Director of Ella and Jade, and Creative Director of Organic Suku, and Lani Masuku, the founder of Organic Suku. Thank you both of you for joining us today. Thanks so Thanks much for having us. us. Hey. I'm super <laughs> excited about this topic and I really can't wait to hear about your journey and, you know, what's um, kind of brought, to, brought you to this place. Uh, but I, I guess, Lani, do you want to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and I guess how you decided to start the brand and, and your journey? Absolutely. So... I am of Zimbabwean background, so I came to Australia as a student. And this was just in the back of my memory. I just thought about it the last few weeks. But I remember going to a salon because I really wanted this deep red color. And so I stepped into a salon somewhere in Melbourne. And she could do the color. Uh, It was fantastic, but she was unable to style it afterwards. So it was just a huge mess (laughs) um, on the day, but the color was brilliant. Um, And so I stepped out and then, you know, just went home and fixed my hair and then went out and had a great night. But that was just kind of, I just thought of that recently. Um, But then having been in Australia since 2000, um, I always knew I wanted to start something. And then I got into this hair space. Um, I think the Afrotexture community, what we've been doing is solving our own problems, uh, creating subgroups and doing it that way, going online and finding um, solutions to what we can do with our hair care. And I started the brand because I wanted to provide something that was Australian based. Um, and that was ve- I was very passionate about that access to products that are in Australia, made in Australia, um, because I really love being here and I love being Australian. And I just thought that continually importing products was just not effective for the market here. And then that was the journey of organic suku. And then I just knew that I needed to work with um, trained professionals to make this impactful for a wider audience. And that's why I, you know, we repositioned the brand um, to start working with salon owners um, just a few years ago, post-COVID. So yeah. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. yeah. A COVID yeah. baby business. Those are, those are the just, shifts. Those are the shifts, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. There's a few. I, I just did a podcast the other day, actually. It was another COVID baby born business. So um, <laughs> definitely the most exciting, I think, uh, you know, change driven businesses happen during the times when you need, when you need to shift. Definitely. Absolutely. And Alana, um, how did you become involved in this journey as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been in the industry for 16 years this year, um, as a stylist, but I've owned my salons for five years. So inclusivity is for me, one of our core values at Ella and Jade, um, as a stylist, sort of first and foremost, anybody that walks through the door, I wanted to be able to do their hair. And if I didn't know how I'd run and find somebody in the back room that could help me or could teach me, um, 
So, yeah, I think this definitely rings true at Ella and Jade now five years on. Um, we have a saying that we go by every human and every hair. Um, so, yeah, all of my team are trained in all textures, all hair types. So I think we certainly are looked at as a salon that can kind of service any, yeah, any human, any hair with any texture. Um, and I met Lani a couple of years ago as well, post-COVID, I um, I wanted to learn more about the texture space and, you know, really train my team and myself as well and upskill us. So we reached out to a stylist, Chrissy Zamira, um, who we're partnering with on the 19th of November for a look and learn. Um, but yeah, she had organic suku and she's like, you need these products, you need to meet Lani. Um, so yeah, from there, sort of our journeys evolved I guess hey Lani really yeah that's right then, yeah yeah this year I think just kind of working together um introducing Lani to the hair community and the wider community <laughs> yeah we've really kind of <laughs> I guess together we've sort of realized that you know there is a need for more kind of partnerships with texture inclusive hair care brands as well because in order for me to be able to do what I do in the salon with the team it's important that you know, we're servicing the clients whole rounded. So not only being able to provide the services and the skills, but also having a hair care brand that can do that as well. Yeah, it's so, it's so important. And I think, um, you know, building out solutions, I mean, this it's kind of, um, it really rings true to me because I know, uh, you know, being in the hair extension world, there were so many salons that didn't understand different elements of managing different types of hair. And um, I was always like quite surprised by that. And, you know, it it's just, it is so important. You know, I think, um, I don't know where on the journey in hairdressing that, that got left behind, but I'm sure there was a time where they were able to do it and then it just got lost. I don't know. Is that real? <laughs> Am I yeah. making that up? Yeah. No, we were talking about this today, like Lani and I, and I was saying, you know, I think when I first started um in kind of the business space, I, you know, had business coaches and things like that. And there was always this really big need to, you know, stick in your lane and understand who your audience is, mm. you know, as a, as a salon. But for me, I'm like, well, I just want to be able to look after everybody, you know, like, and it's for us, it's really about salon experience. So obviously we're not going to align with every client and that's okay. Um, but it was important for us to be able to do everyone's hair that walks through the door. So be able to service every texture um yeah and I think you know with that I think yeah you know you do have extension based salons but you know like you said Stephanie they should be able to service all hair textures you know if you're a blonde specialist salon you know if Lani yeah. was to walk through with textured hair you should be able to do you know the, a blonde on on any texture so I think we need to get back to that as well um because yeah there's yeah. definitely in your lane and knowing your kind of target audience but it's being able to do that on any texture as well yeah and I think as well if you take it back a step and you think about the customer walking into a hair salon they automatically think you're a hairdresser that can do anything to your hair that's and why I walked the- into that salon because I was like oh hairdresser close to my home I want a red tint and she could only partially <laughs> offer me something <laughs> yeah and I think that's not so clear to the customer as well you know um even now you know I mean obviously you know with your tagline it makes it very clear that you can do everyone's hair but there would be a lot of consumers that would go well can't every hairdresser do that but it's not the case so I mean yeah it's it's quite interesting when you think about about that and and how much work there is to do but it's exciting I mean you're onto a a new wave of um 
you know, hopefully every salon can can be the same. It's a really great vision. Yeah. Well, and I yeah, think, with- well, like, with that, you know, I think staff retention and attracting mm. new people to your business these days is so huge that, you know, in the last year alone, just by us sort of expanding our, you know, texture space a little bit more and posting a lot more on social media, I've had got six apprentices at the moment and the last four of them have come purely because they, they're like, oh, my God, I need to know how to do this. They're doing this. I need to learn from them. Um, and it's exciting, you know, it's exciting to have a team that, you know, that that want to kind of upskill as well and that want to learn, you know, f- the basics of everything, the fundamentals from the beginning. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think if you kind of look at it as, as attracting new talent and staff to your business as well, like that's, it's huge, really. Yeah. Because we get cool. bored. As we're hairdressers. We get bored. We, we want to change things. <laughs> yeah. Change your hair all the time or yeah. <laughs> upskill. <laughs> totally and I, I guess you know for both of you what's um what has been your biggest learning in this journey so far I'm sure there's been a lot <laughs> for me oh my goodness a lot the way the industry works from the education perspective to the expectation of you know what it means to be a hairdresser and what the skill set is um to me that's been quite big um um and what a niche actually means for a salon space like like Alana mentioned we're talking about that yesterday and we keep talking about this that a balayage or someone who does extensions or someone that does that they're not thinking about full texture inclusivity or that they think or that texture or curl pattern is a specialization a particular texture is a specialization rather than a set of skills is a specialization and a niche and that includes all textures so kind of reframing or reinventing business models is kind of where we're at really which is what something that i didn't realize would be part of the journey i'm going to just ask another question on that actually if you um could say anything to a salon that I guess wasn't, you know, an inclusive mm. salon because maybe they're fearful. I mean, what what sort of advice could you give them? Yeah, I think there is fear of offending and maybe some shame as well of being a hairdresser for a very long time but not understanding how to do a particular type of hair potentially. Mm. Um. um would, that would be the case, wouldn't it be, Alana? I think those two yeah. things would be the two things that I've heard the most. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I guess, um, what was I going to say? On on that as well, I think, you know, we're, you know, we as hairstylists, we're constantly kind of learning and evolving, right? And I think it's, yeah, it should be exciting to kind of learn something new. It has been. And it is definitely in the beginning, it was fearful for us as well. Um, but I think if you're open and, you know, these a lot of these clients that are coming into the salon now that's this is their first experience in in a hair salon so they have no expectation of what you know the salon journey is going to look like whereas you know like if you or I were to walk into a salon stuff like I think it's you know I I know that I'm going to get offered a cappuccino I know that I could probably have a glass of wine I'm going to get a head massage but it is really taking them on that journey as well so they're just as fearful as as us as well so I think if we can kind of let our let our guard down a little bit and you know just I think it's more of a conversation about you know their their experiences and you know what we can offer and 
where we're sitting as well. And I think being honest with the clients as well, like I've been saying to them, you know, the clients I've been hairdressing for 16 years, but I've only been doing texture for two. So I'm yeah. in a way a master and, you know, you need to tell me, you know, what are you using on your hair? How do you protect it at home? You know, what's your, what's your journey? Like all of these things are important conversations as we have with every, with every client. Um, but I think you need to kind of go a little bit deeper with the, with textured clients. And, and, and so I would, I would actually say to um, salon owners that are in that space that, you know, um, partnering with a brand like Organic Suku, at least you then come into that safe space of starting to have those conversations because we are able to have that conversation with you, um, hear your concerns and then have a conversation around what what the actual practical journey is to becoming texture inclusive. Um and I think that's been the difference. Whereas whilst we're formulating what that looked like, the type of support a salon would need, we're kind of walking beside Alana and her team and kind of learning and building and growing and really understanding the landscape versus just, you know, shouting from the backside saying, hey, we need this. It's really partnering with a business because we're passionate about the growth of the business, passionate about this um, segment of the population that's really hungry to be served like the silent experiences look amazing. And I know right now there are people who are flying to Sydney to Chrissy Zamura's salon from Melbourne because they love that salon experience. So it's something that is outside of our realm at the moment. So um, the curiosity is fantastic. And having that conversation with us before you publicize anything is probably the first step that I would say. And then you'd see that you're actually closer and more skilled than you thought that you were because it's literally taking your skill set and then adjusting it to a different texture type. And that's the journey that we then take you on. So for those um, salon partners that are uh, listening in that don't know anything about Organic Suku, do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Sure. So Organic Suku is I think, the one and only Afro texture brand specifically um, in the professional space here in Australia. And we're really passionate about bringing texture inclusivity into the forefront and changing the business model so that if you have a niche of any sort, you do it um, through texture inclusivity. Um, we, you know, we're passionate about building a skill set. So a skill set led, we're education led, science, scientifically led. And we also create products that uh, have texture in mind, like Afro hair is our muse. And that's the basis of all the products that we create. Um, and so we give you all of that grounding, a holistic grounding and understanding the landscape, the clientele that you have, because I'm a you know, woman of color, um, understand their psyche, the different language that you speak, but again, all in a salon context. So we partner with you to get you to a stage where you're comfortable to welcome the texture community into your space. And you're at a skill set level where you're confident in yourself that you're able to provide that service. Um, so it's not just a single workshop. You know, we've learned as we've been journeying with Ellen Jade and other salons in Australia that the journey is important, growth is important. And we've actually seen that that skill set it continually builds and it gives um stylists more opportunities career-wise session styling you see that there's more of a uh, inclusive space there with different textured hair you're going to see that wherever you go now the demographic is changing in Australia um, and the future of um, hair care is actually inclusivity so we're here to give you the opportunity to start now start small start with us and we'll partner with you to get there oh, amazing I love that it's um yeah it really is it's it is totally about being able to serve all of your customers, 
now more than ever before. Um, and I love, I love that. And I guess Alana, like you've come along the journey uh, with Lani. What, um, what were your, I guess, biggest learnings? And what do you, you know, what what advice would you give to any salons that were looking at this space? Yeah, um, I think learnings. I mean, I think having like adjusting your your service menu has been huge, and I, we're still kind of adjusting as we go as well, um, because I think the expectation, you know, needs to kind of be met with yeah, yeah. I, I suppose what they're reading online and what they're seeing online, they have to be able to clearly understand that via a service menu. Um, so that's certainly important and something that's needed adjusting a number of times. Um, I think probably, yeah, the understanding of the fact that, you know, a lot of the clients that do have textured hair, this will be their first visit to any salon. Mm-hmm. So really taking the time to kind of nurture nurture them and take them on that that journey all the way through. You know, they're not just there to get their hair cut or styled. It is about, about the journey. Um, yeah, and I, I guess really kind of supporting them through that as well. Yeah. Um, and what was the other part to that question? <laughs> I feel like what that have you learned? Question. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the bigger and any advice, I guess, to give to salons that we're looking at this space. Yeah, I think certainly like partnering with people. I think you know I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars educating the team over the past you know three years because there isn't any any education and it's not readily available. So you know we've had to fly people you know into the salon specifically to train. Um, I've done that. You know two times now I flew the whole team to Sydney in 2021 for Chrissy to train us and then Lani came up last year with um, another stylist from Melbourne as well to train the team so you do need to invest in it like anything really you know if you're looking at hair extension space you do need to you know commit and invest um, into it Um, but it certainly has paid off yeah I think in terms of you know if you typed into Google Brisbane's best curl salon we would come up (laughs) And it's not just broadened our texture space, it's broadened kind of any any curl space really. Um, and I think the biggest kind of thing that we've discovered, we had a client in last week and she said, you know, I love that when I was Googling and researching, you know, what it just seemed to be something that you, you know, your stylist and your team just did. It didn't seem to be something that you necessarily specialized in because, mm. you know, I've got, she goes, I've just got wavy hair. I don't think it's anything special. However, you know, some salons I think go, oh, you know, we're specialised curly salons. I think, yeah, for us it is just about being inclusive and it's inclusive of all textures. So, yeah, I think kind of just open your mind to it, I think. It would be the biggest biggest thing that I could say. Um, And then, yeah, partnering with somebody like Lani who has the hair care system to support it but also um, has the passion to kind of to see you succeed. Yeah, that's huge does make a big difference when you've got somebody that really is passionate about what they're doing to support you as a salon. I totally Absolutely. agree with that. <laughs> and in terms of like, I guess, the growth in your business, you know, because I'm sure people are thinking, okay, I'm going to invest in this. Um, what what sort of, you know, I mean, don't, you don't have to set talk figures or anything, but, you know, have you seen big um, growth financially as well in your business to, to this? I mean, is it, is it still growing? I mean, obviously anything that you invest in takes time. That's normal. Um, it's still it's still definitely growing. I think probably a year ago we were maybe servicing one to two Afro textured clients a month. Now we're regularly doing that amount per week. 
Um, but, you know, specifically Afrotextured, but I would say daily we have multiple people across both of my locations with any kind of textured hair coming in. And, you know, texture and curly clients are amazing. They they want to know how to look after their hair. So in turn, retail sales have like skyrocketed from this as well. Um, so yes, I think initially the investment has been huge, but yeah, long-term it's certainly, it's starting to pay off now. But yeah, we're probably 18 months in, I would say, to really investing investing in it. Um, yeah. And time, I think, is a huge investment. Like this year, particularly, I've tried to do, you know, content every every week um, so that, you know, you are constantly kind of putting that out to, you know, on our Instagram and on our social media, you know, this is this is what we're doing and showing kind of how we're servicing the textured community as well. Um, and that's yeah. really important because they want to see how you how you care for the hair yeah definitely I mean I've got uh, my best friend she's to be honest I didn't know she had curly hair until COVID and she's my best friend but she's always straightened her hair and you know even when she got out of the water she would put it up in a bun I never saw her curly hair and she then obviously through COVID she was watching lots of tutorials and she was like okay I'm going to start wearing my hair curly and she learned that all of the, like everything that she'd been taught by her mum on how to look after her hair was not how to maintain and look after curly hair. So mm. she started to maintain it in a different way. And now she wears her hair curly every day. It looks amazing and it's way less work for her. Her hair's thicker, thicker now because she's not heat styling it every day and putting all of these other products that probably weren't suitable for her hair. And she's just gone through this huge hair journey and she's got two little daughters and now she's like, I can now help them, you know, wear their hair that they should, the way they should be because, you know, I know how to do it. I thought that was really quite amazing story because, you know, I'm her best friend. I didn't even know. I work in the hair industry. I didn't even know she had curly hair, but she hid it from everyone for years. (laughs) It's insane. Like So many people don't know as well. And I think... As a, as a stylist, I think it's so rewarding when you can see, like you can literally transform, you know, someone's hair and show them how curly and how beautiful their hair can be. And it's like, it's really, it's really powerful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and and thing is, I think when we talk about, uh, you know, I think when I talk about inclusivity and, and different, obviously, hair types, when I speak to, when I've spoken to salons about it in the past, they've, they've sort of said, oh, but no, they sort of, they look after their hair in their way and we don't know how to, to handle it. And I and I sort of think, well, but have they give, been given the opportunity to, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of that just that's, oh, it's an icky one because, yes, they are solving their own problems because there's no other solution. Yeah. You still need to look presentable. You still need to look fantastic. And so you're going to do it yourself. Yeah, but exactly. the number of of um, I've got a consumer base because I started as a direct to consumer brand who are constantly wanting to know where can I get my hair done. I've got this thing event coming up. It kind of it does continually steal time from them because they can't actually just sit down somewhere on their laptop while their hair is getting done. Either that or it takes them six weeks to book in um, because there's so few salons or home based hairdressers that are able to fit them in. So there's a really wide market waiting to be serviced so for any salons listening that is not doing this they need you need to be jumping on this now (laughs) 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 I think we're 
as an industry, I think sometimes we are, you know, we're like, oh, we'll just wait for, you know, the RTOs to change and for them to add it in. But, you know, I think we've been talking about that for the last, the best part of the last five years and it's not going to happen. So we need to, yeah, I guess that's why I was like, okay, I need to train my own team. I need to, we need to learn these skills for ourselves because they're not getting taught it during an apprenticeship and we can't rely on that model anymore. So yeah definitely jump on board <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it is yeah. and it is it is sad to know you know to but it, the truth the truth is that those skills and any new skills any new services they aren't being taught through that through those normal channels so you know it, salons do have to take it on themselves to to embrace change and to learn um constantly so um, but you, you know, as you've proven, you will be rewarded if you put the time and energy into it. You know, you'll attract new clients that and new team members, which is, you know, like if anyone hasn't had problems hiring team, like if you can, <laughs> if you can approach, if you can attract new team members by, you know, becoming more inclusive. I mean, every salon in Australia should be doing this. Hello, <laughs> and globally. <laughs> And I think it's it's interesting because, yes, the people I was talking to were fearful, but it seems like stylists actually want to work with their hands, experiment, design. And so, yeah, to me, it is it just makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, It is definitely down to fear. So if anyone that is listening and you are feeling fearful, please um, make sure you get in contact um, with either Lani or Alana to find out more about how you could become a gender inclusive salon. And um, I'm sure you guys um, have lots of things coming up. Is there anything you got you want to talk about in terms of how people can get exposed to this um, in coming months? Any events coming up? Yeah, talking about um, easing into a safe environment, um, we have a look and learn uh, immersed in all things texture led by Chrissy Zamora. Alana will be talking about the business side of things and we have William Webb who will be talking about, you know, session styling and how that's elevated his career. Um, so that's happening on the 19th November uh, at LNJ headquarters <laughs> uh, in Wollongabba. <laughs> Um, so it's going to be a fantastic day. Um, so I would, I would get to that event and then there'll be another one happening in Melbourne on the 14th of January. Um, uh, very similar, um, and really just starting your journey of, you know, loving all textures. Amazing. Put that on your news resolution, any salons in Melbourne. Um, (laughs) and I guess, is there anything you guys want to say, you know, um, any anything important that you want to talk about or any anything you want salons to know um I think like I guess <laughs> just like having like starting the conversation or just reaching out to yeah like either myself or Lani and just kind of going hey you know I've been interested in this but where do I begin because I think if you don't ask you'll never know and I think yeah if you if it is something that you're interested in it should be something that we're all interested in yeah you just need to you just need to start and start building the connections and yeah, start learning, like, you know, look and learns are amazing because, you know, I think if you are, if it is kind of fear-led and that's the reason why, you know, people aren't getting on board and becoming more texture inclusive, then, you know, look and learns and being able to visually, you know, we're hairstylists, we need visuals. So being able to visually see, you know, how somebody detangles the hair and how you shampoo it, you know, like these are all really important fundamental things that can be built into a business so easily. Um yeah, but it's just kind of like opening your eyes to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And 
And I'd say as well that in the Afro texture community, um, or African specifically, we learn orally. So even with our hair care, we've learned from our grandparents, our mothers. It's not something that you necessarily go to school for. So that's a very new concept for us. So there's always very much a learning process. We know that when we are sitting in a chair with anybody, even our grandma, we, you know, it's a learning process for the both of us about what type of style, what trend is new. And so that's not going to be foreign to us. But I'd also say anyone who's fearing anything or, you know, just whatever that is the barrier that you're thinking about, we have worked through it with Alana and continually do so. And so it is something that is um, part of the journey and conversations that we will have. And so, and also if you, if you're very keen and we haven't um, created a workshop in your city, let us know, give us a DM we're on Instagram, we've got a website, Organic Suku, um, and let us know and we'll come and and um, host a workshop. Yeah, great. And what is what is the best way that people can contact you guys? Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that's the place. <laughs> yeah, I'll put I'll put the Instagram handle uh, on in the notes on this podcast for everyone to find. Awesome. So thank you both of you so much for jumping on. I'm, I think, you know, you're really leading such a amazing path here. And, uh, you know, as I said before, for any salons that are wanting to, um, you know, find out more or if you're feeling a bit daunted or, you know, fearful, you know, be open and honest and, you know, have a, you know, a confidential conversation and just, you know, get out there and do it, you know, Life is for change and and learning and evolving and you know why not start today? So um, thank you both of you again so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> we do. Well, if any if anyone does want to tune in and uh, want to find out any more information, we can always do another podcast. So please also DM cutting through the noise. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Cutting Through the Noise, where we do just that and cut through the noise. And thank you and tune in for our future episodes.